the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the show, as as always. Uh, Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth. That's the, that's the key. That's the key to building up wealth is to is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Save aggressively, invest conservatively, and, and, and so we always try to start to show out is is look how how do you do that? And, and the way you do it is is you 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 put away ten percent a year of, on every paycheck plus the company match. Typically gets you about thirteen percent. You take advantage of some of the other programs on top of that. But you put 10% in your 401k, your 403, your 457 plan. That 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 gets you that gets you where you need to be for retirement. Uh, and, and 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 so so what you want to do is is you want to sit there and put away the money. You know, I, I saw a uh, a uh, a thing on uh, I think it was Fox Business this week. Uh, the, I think Varney uh, uh, was saying that. I want to say 35% of the people are living paycheck to paycheck, making over $100,000 a year. And something that, that, that's not well known about that. Look, you can live paycheck to paycheck if, if this is the key thing, if you put away that money in your 401k plan. So you're putting away your money, so you continue to build up wealth and save money. And, and, and so... Even if you run out of money at the end of the month, you know, at, by the end of the month, at, you know, so you have to start from zero again the next, you still put away the money and built up the money. If, if you talk to a lot of people, you know, I, I, the bulk of our clientele are, are people that have saved money over time in their company plans. They, they, they come in, into us, they, they either retire, come into us, and we manage it for them, or they, they switch jobs and they move their uh, 401k over. Typically, those people, you know, they, they they live pretty frugal lives, and and they 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 don't have huge amounts of money saved up in in, in the bank. Uh, they they don't, you know, they 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 typically it, it's in their plan. You know, we'll see someone with the, with a million dollars in in their plan and and maybe twenty five thousand dollars in the in the bank, and, and so or a million and a half, or you know, it, it, it just depends. You know, sometimes a lot more than that. And, and, but 
But it's surprising. Now, typically, if they have a big, large amount of money not in their plans, typically, some, in, in some cases, they're just big savers. Some cases, they've, uh, you know, they, they've, they, they've sold the company. So sometimes they inherit money. But and so what I want you to understand is, is the way these people are coming in with millions of dollars to us in many cases is they're just putting away money in the plan. Maybe they save 15 percent in the company. But they can then spend all the money down once they're done. And so but it is extremely hard for the average person if they don't have a company savings plan to put money at the end of the month into the bank. Now, if they're making, you know, a quarter million dollars. Yeah. OK, but. Now, strangely enough, people still have problems at a quarter of a million dollars. So, so for, 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 for the average person, this is the best way to build up wealth, are these company savings plans. Now, look, the stock market, it, 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 it's been a bad year for the stock market. I, you know, somewhere in here I have a, a chart of, of the market's, uh, you know, worst equity drawdowns. In, in, and, you know, we're on pace right now for the, you know, one of the tougher ones in a long time. Uh, you know, the, the S&P 500 is down like 23 per 22% year to date. I mean, that's pretty disastrous. So you've got to conservatively manage it. But the important thing, look, uh, this is a very tough market. We've been warning you about this, uh, uh, you know, for, for months now, for you know, well over a year. And we've been, we've been saying, look, these technology stocks are a bubble. They can't stand up. The, 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 uh, the price-to-earnings ratio are too high. They had companies trading at 100 times sales. Not 100 times earnings or 100 times cash flows, 100 times sales. And we're not talking small companies with 10 million in sales. We're talking large companies, you know, 40, 50, 100 billion dollar companies trading at, you know, 80 billion dollar companies are trading at, at 100 times sales. It, 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 if you look at it based on price to, to uh, GDP, total market capitalization in the stock market, the GDP, you know, I was just looking at that record highs there. Uh, but the one that was really the most concerning was is with, we took the five or six biggest stocks, your Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, uh, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, and it worked out to be about a $9.3 trillion market cap. And then we said, wait a minute, the total value, the total economy of the United States is 22 trillion, 21, 22 trillion. So how could it, how could it be, you know, I mean, this seems like a very, this is five or six stocks. It, 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 they basically dominated the S&P 500. And, 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 and so we warned you that, look, you've got to be more conservative with your money. So, so, you know, if you were in, you know, we talked about cash, we talked about short-term bonds, we talked about precious metals, we talked about commodities. It, 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 so there was opportunities. But, but, but the thing I want you to understand today is, is this is no reason to slow down your investment plan. Keep putting away the money in the plan. We, we give people, we'll get a phone call once a while, Ted, look, I, I've, stopped, I, I've stopped my 401k plan. I'm going to start sending you a check. Over here, you know, we're managing maybe an old 401 kips. Like, no, we don't continue to do your plan, continue putting in there. Because what I want is I want that person to make sure every single paycheck that money goes in there. I don't want if, if he gets if he gets a new car or something, he halts payments for you know for a month or two or you know for a, a month to kind of pay it back, but then he forgets about it and doesn't send us a check for a year. And then his, his savings plan is behind a year. I, I, I want to make sure that that. All our listeners and clients, they're putting away that paycheck every single month because that's the way you're going to build up the money. That and it's the most foolproof system in the world. And so now look.
understand you've got to conservatively manage the, the money in that plan. And, and we're seeing we're seeing way too many uh, people that are just and uh, people manage money. They're just been way way too aggressive with their money management and and, and too sloppy with it. And with the idea, I'm not going to change anything. And and and, and here we've kind of gone off a cliff. Uh, but. So if you're super concerned about the market, then just put it in into the money market fund in, in your 401k plan. I, you know, or or that this is the other uh, trick that you need to remember in, 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 in managing your 401k is a binary choice is incredibly difficult to make, black or white. Which one do I go with? The but if you go shades of gray. Then you can go, well, maybe, you know, you, you, it's an easier decision. And by that, what I mean is, is if you sit there and take parts, of, if, let's say you're concerned about the market. You, do, do you sell everything or do you sit there and take out parts of it over time? Maybe you put, put 20% in cash, see what's going to happen, those type of things. It's the same way the other way around. Oh, no, where do I buy in? It, 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 and, and what we see is, is if, if, you, if you get a big pile of money and if you're trying to make a decision to get all in or out, that's a really d- difficult decision to make. If it's you know, a couple million dollars. But if you break it down into smaller amounts and say, I'll put a little bit in here or I'll sell a little bit in here, those type of things, or I'll raise a little cash to be more conservative or I'll put some if – you, if you break it down into smaller increments, it's much easier way to manage your 401k plan. So a couple messages – Break it down. It's not a binary, black or white. It's it's shades of gray. It's managing your risk in your plan. It's not stopping your program. Whatever you do, don't stop. You know, if if you just think the world's coming to an end, and put it into the money market fund. It, but uh, but it you know, it, but keep making those payments. Whatever you do in this environment right now, the la- the worst thing you could do right now is call your HR person and cancel your your. Uh, contributions into your 401k plan. Keep it going because people forget. I mean, you know, how many of us moved into a house and we figured, well, this will be, you know, I'll be in this house for five years and I'll go somewhere else or two years, three years. And here it is, you know, you're 20 years later, you're in the same house. I mean, people, once they make a decision, they tend to stick with it and, and they tend to forget. And, 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 and so, so whatever you do, don't let this tough market slow you down with your savings program. That, that's really the message of one of the things I want to get out. Uh, ho- hopefully, you've been listening to the show. We sent out our Max Out Savings Report, uh, kind of, just kind of detailing things. Uh, we're we're going to try to rush another one out here uh, in the next week or so. We we'll, uh, Not rush, but get it out there because I want to kind of expand upon that stuff. I, I think we're at a, at a critical juncture right now, in, 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 and so we want to try to let you know where things are going Uh you know, we, we we did some work. This is the, this is what we had this week. We we had the the, the Fed raising rates uh, three quarters of a point uh, uh, on the uh, uh, on the Fed funds, and and then the reactions afterwards. Uh, and, and at first, it seemed like it was all positive, and then and the market went up, and then the the next day. I mean, let me pull up a chart here. Bear with me just a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, it, 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 and then it sort of went up a little bit, and then it just kind of. Well, what, what, what we happened is had is the CPI came out a lot lot worse let, than expected last week. I don't know what people were really expecting, 
But 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 infl- I, I think they were, they they convinced themselves that inflation was going to end, and, and instead of an eight point three percent expected, eight point two percent expected inflation, it was going to be down around seven point five, and then they were going to roll out the roll out the narrative that the inflation's coming to an end and it's all positive and everything is going to be great. Well, the inflation came out I think it was eight point six, uh, uh, worse than expectations, and people are like, oh my God, this thing is not going away. And then the, the Fed is going to have to get tough. The market started plunging, and then they, they went. The Fed went and leaked. Well, you know, we're probably going to do three quarters of a percent, even they weren't supposed to, but they did, uh, because they're just terrified of somehow upsetting the market. You know, Wall Street, and, uh, it, 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 and, so, and so the market kind of stabilized. Uh, and then they came up with the three quarters percent after this big after the fall. And then it was like, oh, well, this isn't too bad. And then, and then something interesting happened is, is is the Fed central bank came out, uh, the Swiss central bank had raised rates a half a point. And they're like, well, what, where did this come from? And, you know, and they might be selling uh, to, to defend their currency. You say, Ted, what does that have to do with us? The, you know, the Swiss, it's one of the stronger currencies, but it's been falling against the dollar. Well, here's the interesting thing. Now, the Swiss, one thing you can say about the Swiss is they're not stupid. They love to try to manipulate everybody. They came up with this global economic forum, like they're going to somehow rule the world out of Davos. And, you know, they've got it. People feel you know, like, well, the Swiss are pretty conservative. I'll keep my money in Swiss francs because they're not going to go print their money into oblivion. And, and so they typically have a strong currency. So they have to keep it down somehow. So what the Swiss did is, unlike most of these other people, central bankers, is they go, well, look, I can buy I've got to somehow support my current, keep it down. So I've, I've got to sell some currency. So what do I buy? I can buy dollars. I can buy yen. I can buy euros, and, and that'll kind of stabilize the currency. Buy gold, or wait, I can buy stocks. It, 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 it with it. So they've been buying stocks it, over the last number of years. They have huge positions in Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, Tesla. Massive positions in these stocks because you know the Swiss aren't fools. They know that you know that that the, these countries around the world, the Americans, the Europeans, the Japanese, you know the Chinese, they're all printing money like it's confetti. And, and, and so they, they, they you know, the, if, if you want a, a safe asset, you're going to either have to – that maybe it's not going to blow up. It's either going to be stocks or it's going to be gold. So they bought some. So what the situation is 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 people are like, wait a minute, whoa! If they're trying to get 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 if they're going to try to to get the, the Swiss franc up, they might have to sell stocks. And so that caused another decline in the stock market uh, because, again, they have massive positions. But it wasn't just the, the, the Swiss. The Europeans are now squawking about raising rates. Uh, you know, the, the, their, their currencies in the southern uh, borders are going up now. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, 
we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. The, we're just talking about the, the, the Swiss Central Bank. There's, you know, there's possibility that they could, they could sell uh, stocks to try to support their currency because the currency that the, around the world are falling, the dollar is very strong right now. And, it, you know, and so the Fed, look, the Fed is printing money like crazy. But what's happening is there's a scramble for safety and liquidity in the world right now. And so they all need dollars. And so that's pushed the dollar up, uh, up artificially high. And so right now it's up about 9.3%. And that's got a lot of effects around the world. Uh, a, a couple things. It, it's, it, if, if the dollar's up 9.3%, we get to buy wheat, oil, and everything else at cheaper rates than everyone else in the world. So we're basically exporting our inflation elsewhere in the world when we do that. It, the, the other thing that happens is, is corp, uh, corporate multinationals, it puts pressure on their earnings. So, that, so that's not a good thing there. It, 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 and the third thing is it, it causes a lot of problems in countries around the world because it's, it's inflationary. It, it, and so the question is, is this starting to spread around the world? And, and I think the answer is yes. Uh, I, I, think, I think that's what we're dealing with right now in uh, – you know, the Japanese yen is looking particularly weak, and they're going to have to push up. And what we're seeing is, 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 a, is an increase of rates around the world. The U.S. has been the most aggressive, so our dollars going up. These other countries are going to have to raise rates, which is, again, causing a further scramble for liquidity. This is why you're seeing the weakness in the, in the markets overall. And so, I mean, this has been... Uh, this has been a very, very tough year. I, I, I just want to run through some numbers here uh, 
I'll go to the bottom of the thing uh, of what we're looking at in the market is the the the, the Russell 2000 is down 25 percent. The, the S&P 500 is down 22.5% year-to-date. The NASDAQ is down 30.7% year-to-date. Uh, the, 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 the Japanese yen is down 15%, you're almost 15%, which is a huge deal. Uh, again, uh, it's going to be causing inflation in Japan. Remember, Japan has virtually zero interest rates. This is going to be inflationary, so you're going to see problems over there. If they have to start raising rates in Japan, this is going to cause problems, which is going to further drain liquidity in the equity markets. But, but it's not the 10-year, the 10-year, uh, uh, let's see, the 30-year Treasury note, this is what's known as a long-term bond, 30-year Treasury bond, is down 17% year-to-date. Uh, look, looking out, the, 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 the 10-year bond is down 11% year-to-date. Now, the five-year Treasury notes on 8.6%, so it it, it kind of – but but the numbers I just rattled off go go to the lion's share of of the index – of the public's indexing markets, where the people have been indexing. Those are all down massively. Uh, You know, most people weren't in shorter-term bonds. Again, the two-year note is down 4.5%. So 4.5 is a lot better than 17%. So – this is why we talked about the importance of, of short-term bonds, of cash, uh, of those type of things uh, in, in this type of environment. Uh, if, if you look at, at, uh, at gold, uh, you know, I, I, I sent out a tweet. I moved back onto Twitter since Elon Musk has come back. It, it, and, 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 and my tweet at the time was something along the lines of, uh, let's see here, the uh, – the S&P 500 is down 23% year-to-date. The 10 years down 11%. Bitcoin is down 55%. This was a couple of days ago. Gold is up 1% year-to-date, which is the hedge. It, 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 this, is, this shows you the importance of hedges. Now, the golds are down some, but in this type of environment, you know, what you want to do is minimize your losses and, and maximize your gains it, it, it actually really just flat out minimize your losses. You'd like to have some gains in there. Now, the, you know there was some things. It wasn't all bad. If you look at the at the uh, if if you look at the crude oil, crude oil was up forty nine percent. Now this is a couple. This well, actually this is just recently. Yes, uh, yeah, forty nine percent. Corn is up thirty three percent. Natural gas is up sixty percent. Uh, gasoline is up 63%. So if you're in energy stocks, if you're in if you're in uh, agricultural stocks, fertilizer stocks, uh, machinery that sells them, you 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 might be up year to date in those. And so so it's it's the importance of, of of putting together a balanced portfolio and not just indexing out a bunch of indexes and blindly following them uh, off a cliff. And so. But that's what a lot of people do. So there's a big scramble now to re- re- rebuild portfolios and grab liquidity. It's not just people in their 401k plans. It's corporate executives. It's governments. Everybody is scrambling around. So I, I don't think this is over. Our target we've been talking about for months on the S&P 500 has been uh, 3,500, and, and we're at 36, uh, 3674. That 3500 is still a, it's it on a technical. When you get markets like this, you almost have to revert back to technical because it's hard. You got to try to figure out where things are going to go. It, 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 and it, there's something called Fibonacci numbers, which are, are numbers that are repeat throughout 
you know, a lot of things are built into over in the in the economy, and, and a fifty percent retracement of the of the of the entire move from March twenty lows to now is about thirty five hundred in the S and P five hundred. Coincidentally, the fifty is it the fifty fifty week moving average is right at thirty five hundred as well. So, so, so I, I, that's kind of where our target has been. We're watching that closely. Uh, and what and what to do? I mean, right now it's still where do you go from here? What's going to happen with inflation? Now, I came up with a, 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 we did some work on on inflation, and so this is the thing. You know, where do you go from here? It's interesting. The we looked at some different uh, the, the 1946 to 49 uh, inflation thing, and how we've been able. We, look, we've been saying for over a year that this inflation is not trans, is not going to be transit. Well, let me. Let me preface that. We said all inflation is transitory uh, out there. So, there, so Janet Yellen and, 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 and uh, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, and the Treasury Secretary are all correct. Inflation is, is transitory. The problem with that statement is the hyperinflation in Germany was transitory. It ultimately went away. But the problem is it wiped out the currency and wiped out the German people, led to the rise of Adolf Hitler in World War II. So – so, so, so we've got to dial it back some. So we said, well, what are we really looking at? Now, they were saying, look, it's going to go away in two or three months. It's not a problem, uh, nothing to see here, because they didn't want to raise rates at all, and it was a mistake. They didn't realize how low interest rates were, and they, they, I don't think they really studied the economy. But we went back and looked at, the, at, at, at some inflation. There, there was a 46, 1946 to 1949 inflationary move. This, this happened after World War II. The people came back, kind of similar to the economy being shut down at this time. It, it, inflation lasted 30 months, and, uh, which, which should put it sometime into late this year. It slows down some. Now, it didn't really decline a lot. It declined a little after that. But, but it still, the inflation peaked then in the 41 to 43 inflationary period before World, during World War II. The same thing happened as about a 30, 30-month 30 uh, program. Now, if you look at the at the inflation during World War II, it, 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 and if you look at the inflation after uh, in, in in the 1970s, it was about a 33 uh, 33 month move, uh, in, in 41 month move, and also during the uh, the 1917 one, it, it, again it was it was a longer it was 56 months, so. So these things, at a minimum, we figured 30 months, and we've, I think we've been pretty correct on that. Interestingly, during, during the, the 40s, the two 40s inflations, they peaked in June or July, so we could see that. But even then, the inflation into October in, 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 uh, in uh, both cases was in the 4 or 5% range, which is still going up. Now, as we wrote about in our Max Out Savings report here recently, what, what, uh, one of the things – Look, if you want to get it, stop inflation, the, the, the quickest thing you go, Ted, what can we do? You know, uh, Joe Biden's out there putting the pumping in the petroleum reserve, uh, rounding up nine to 10 percent of our corn crop to produce more ethanol, causing a fur- further food shortage, uh, talking to the to the uh, uh, to the Iranians, to the to, to the Venezuelans. I was going to Saudi Arabia. The only people he hadn't talked to is, is the people in Texas on how to produce oil because he hates the Americans. But. Uh, you know what? What can he? There's not. What can he do? It's real simple. What he can do. If we have peace, 
with the Ukraine-Russia war that it, and, and the sanctions go away, then the Europeans can produce oil. You're like, Ted, what are you talking about? Well, what's happened is is Europe gets 40% of their of diesel fuel from from uh, Russia, and they're, they've been cut off. So what happened is the U.S. rounded up all the diesel fuel and gas, it, particularly diesel fuel, and moved it over to Europe in, in tankers. And this is why we have sky-high diesel fuel prices. This is why gasoline is going up. The same thing, we've been shifting all our, 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 all our LNG and trying to move them over to Europe to, to put in as much natural gas to try to keep gas prices down. You say, well, Ted, uh, hold on. Hold on just one second. They did the same thing with natural gas. How, how do you know that, Ted? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, let's take a look at the situation here. Uh, natural gas prices were up around $9 in MCF because we were shipping gas to Europe. Well, you don't know that. Well, it turns out there was an explosion down in Freeport that took out the, 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 uh, the LNG plant part of it down there. So it's offline for 90 days. Gas fell from $9 to $7. Uh, uh, this is a substantial drop because it, because they can't export as much natural gas and it's keep more gas in the United States. Well, that's good for us because it, the higher gas prices are going to raise the price of, of electricity and natural gas that people are using. But 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 it shows you. So if we get peace with Russia and the Ukraine, we said at the time we we're one of the biggest earliest critics of these sanctions. We said they were disastrous for the world, for for, for, for global food production. People are going to starve. There's going to be an energy shortage. We're right. We've proven right on it. And so, if we can get peace with Russia and the Ukraine, and they can let let the Europeans buy Russian gas and oil and gas, that's going to free up the oil and gas market. Now, and and it's going to fall back. Now, here's the interesting thing. What's going on? Look, we've had oil prices fall this week. I mean, it, it, in commodity prices fall. Let's take a look. Uh, this week, natural gas, uh, well, it, it, it fell uh, 6.9%, uh, uh, let's see, 6.9%, 6, 6 uh, almost 7% for natural gas yesterday. Uh, crude is down 10% year to uh, this week. Uh, 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 we well actually just yesterday the, the commodity prices really started to fall. Gas was down seven percent, oil was down six percent, wheat was down four percent, corn was down seven percent in one day. What's going on? Look, what ha a couple things happened. There was a meeting with uh, with the Ukrainian uh, president, Yerlinsky or whatever his name is, with, with the head of of, of, of France and uh, Germany and I believe Italy. Uh, they went went over to, to Kiev and met with them. Well, coincidentally, when they came back, all of a sudden commodity prices came back. So, is there some type of deal moving in place to try to try to get this under control? Because Europe, we're complaining about eight eight nine dollar gas. They're they're paying twenty five dollars or more for natural gas. This is going to wreck their economies over there. So. So we, something is going on behind the scenes in, in, in the commodity market. If you look at our stuff, we, we've been doing extraordinarily well this year, and we finally saw a drop in our accounts this week, and it's because we were in, in some of the oil and gas, precious metals, fertilizers, uh, not fertilizer, but, but agricultural and different things like that. So, so we'll have to see what's going on. But what our, our thinking is, are we going into a big recession? If the financial system destabilizes, yes. If a major financial crisis breaks out, yes. 
If not, we're going to go into, we believe, a slowdown. Underneath it, look, what have we done for the last 25 years? Okay, we have for the last 25 years, actually probably longer than that, we have been moving factories out of the United States over to China. They've been basically, basically China did what the United States did to Germany after World War II, took their technology and factories and moved them to the United States, but on a much, much grander scale. I mean, that was on a few smaller chemicals and a few things like that. It was on a much grander scale, China engaged in you know, corporate manipulation, espionage, whatever it took to get the factories, copying the factories, inviting the factories over to the end. Oh, you know, hey, DuPont, why don't you put this chemical plant over here? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's a great idea. We'll move it to China. And then they look up and seven miles down the road, there's an identical chemical plant producing the same thing with stolen technology. True story. Uh, and, uh, but it, 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 and so these things are all now coming back to the United States. We're, we're moving semiconductor plants back here it, 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 we're at, at basically lightning speed. Uh, you know, the, 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 the semiconductor equipment makers get the first priority on, on, on chips in the world, in the United States right now. And so we're doing everything we can. We're moving other factories. We're putting in electric car plants here. We're, we're putting in, in uh, you know, more defense plants. Uh, there's going to be a rearmament. We're, we, we've just, we just passed almost a trillion-dollar infrastructure program that last year. That's going to be spent this year and next year. We've got to rebuild our infrastructure. We've got to rebuild the United States. Look, for the last decade, or actually 20 years, but particularly the last five years, we've been playing the tune of the global economic forum and the Davos crowd in the last 10 years, you know, globalization, do this, do that, you know, climate change here, there. And we've not, we have not planned like the Chinese for the long-term best interest of the United States. We've been, we've been doing what is in the best interest of Davos. Okay. It's been a disaster. We have an energy shortage. We have, we have, a complete mess out there. The only people that have been able to do anything with electric cars was Elon Musk. It wasn't because he went to Davos. It was because he was a, he was a brilliant entrepreneur that that's basically has of the type that has changed everything in the United States from uh, uh, Henry Ford to Thomas Edison to uh, you know to Alexander uh, uh, Graham Bell. Those are the type of people that we're. This is a free market system. This is why we lead the world, not because we've been listening to a bunch of of ignorant Swiss uh, 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 on the mountains in Davos telling us what to do. It's because we're a free market system. We're shifting back toward that system. We're shifting back to the United States centric world. Look, we want to help the world. We want to rebuild the world, but we should do it on our terms, not on the global economic forum's terms. Uh, we have the best interests of the world in the, of the United States at heart in the world, not a bunch of elitists uh, uh, up there. And so, so I think these facts, so the research we did says we've lost one and a half percent GDP every year because of China. That's changing. We'll be right back with this quick break of the next update. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites. 
telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, so, look, so, so a uh, couple, couple things here. Uh, if, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Be happy to get your questions answered. We send out a free report about once a month uh, detailing our thoughts on the markets, where we're going, saving money, building up wealth, how to do it. Uh, it's all free, completely free. We don't call you. We don't bother you at all. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for a, a, the free report. If, you, if you'd like to come in, you can also request an appointment, and I'll sit down with you. We'll take a look at your retirement, see how you're set for retirement. Uh, and show you how we manage money. But uh, if you need some help, go to our website. I'd like to help you out. Uh, and if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. Okay, oil and gas, what do we do here? Uh, it was down 6% yesterday, uh, 10% for the week, down to about 108. And, and, a, and a, a couple things we have to look at here. Uh, if if there was no Russia war, uh, uh where, where would we be? And if you look at it, back in in, in July, uh, it was, let me kick back to another chart here. It was around ninety three dollars in in July, January, February. It was starting to go up about ninety three dollars in, in February before the war, and then it jumped up almost immediately up to one. Uh, 125 and then it backed down some. Look, if there had been no war, oil and get, West Texas would probably be heading to 100 to 110 dollars. I mean, it, that's just what it was. We haven't done any drilling. Keep in mind, we we had a two we had two major events happen. 
in, 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 in starting in 2019, uh, Larry Fink and BlackRock went on this jihad of global warming, climate change, and they went in to, to, to all the banks and the Wall Street uh, investment houses, convincing everybody to defund the oil and gas sector. We had to, we had to, it was going away in five or six years, and and so we, we you know it, it wasn't. You couldn't put fiduciary money into oil and gas sector. Larry Fink is the, the architect of this. He's a big Davos supporter. Uh, that's what they wanted to do. Well, then we had 2020, the, the, the uh, COVID, uh, the, uh, the Chinese coronavirus came in, hit us, and they shut down the economy. Oil went to under zero. They did, there was no place to put it. And so we've had, we've, we've had 1920. Uh, it really uh, 21 three years of massive underinvestment. They had the oil companies had big oil and gas fields that they just walked away from that they they knew about, and they, and they you know they, they they instead of green lighting them they just shut them down. You know I had, I had friends of mine working in Africa and places like that on big fields they just closed it all down, and it, it, it's going to take years to get that back up, and at the same time. The, the 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 environmental wacko crowd, you know, their idea was we're just everyone's going to go to electric cars. We don't need oil and gas. Oil and everything runs on oil and gas in some form or fashion, be it you know plastics, chemicals, uh, oils, all types of things, lubricants. It, it, you know, it, 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 it just it takes time, it, it, and so. So we were massively underinvested. The economy starts recovering, and, and, and so here we are. So oil, you know, oil could go down. Right now, it's about one hundred and eight dollars a barrel. Look, I, I was just looking at, at, at the Apache numbers. They're assuming a strip of, of oil on West Texas for their numbers at ninety six dollars, and Henry Hub gas at five ninety. Well, right now, uh, even with the fall in natural gas prices, it's still at, at, at six. At, at almost seven dollars for natural gas, and there's still a lot of demand for it. And, 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 and West Texas crude is at 108. Uh, now, keep in mind, uh, a couple things are going to happen. They're, they're increasing the ethanol to 15 percent up to September. That's going away uh, from 10 from 10 percent in gasoline ethanol to, to 15 percent. So that's going to cut the amount of gas over the summer. But there's more gas use. That's going to go away in September. And the other thing is, he 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 claims in September, October, November. I think it was November, right after the elections, they're going to start refilling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is at record lows. So right now they're pulling a million barrels a day out. So eventually this oil is going to go up. I don't see it. You know, it, can it go down to a hundred, maybe ninety-five? Yeah. Look, the oil companies are still going to make a huge amount of money at ninety-five dollars in, in five-dollar gas. Yeah, looking looking at, at at natural gas prices, so natural gas since two thousand and ten, where it's been trading, you know, under under five dollars. It's really been averaging probably, you know, three three fifty an MCF, and I think we're going to see it go up. And if you look at oil, if you look at oil, people forget the reason why oil per you know, driving is just not falling off a cliff is understand from about 2011 all the way up to 2014 for three or four years, we had $100 oil then. So so this is not – this was 10 years ago. 
So that was a three-year thing. So it didn't plunge for three years. And then what happened is the shale caught up with it and dropped the price way down. And that's when we had a big drop where it went down to the $30. We're not seeing that happening here right now. It, because these companies, they're all in, into ESG. None of them wants to grow production too much to try to, to, try to get through this. So, so we, we don't, look, I, this is the all, we've had a big correction in oil and gas stocks. We're not seeing it going away. Even if the Russia thing comes in, gasoline prices will drop because there's not enough refining capacity, and the diesel prices will drop. But, but oil is still going to stay a little higher than people realize, we think. And, and, and so this is something, uh, you know, going forward. Now, the question is, what is it? We're, in, in our numbers, we've been projecting big problems for the stock market. We're not projecting big problems for the – we're projecting a slowdown. But, again, we still have to sit there. There's a lot of rebuilding of the economy, as we talked about right before the break. Uh, China, we believe, over the last 25 years has knocked a percent and a half percent GDP off of the U.S. economy per year growth, but because the factories have been going overseas, they're coming back now. So, so we're looking we're looking at, at just a lot of cross currents in the economy. So anyway, I think you want to continue to be cautious. But look, we're in the last segment here. If you want to get in for a quick phone call, 713-339-1070. You have the question about the markets, about bond prices, uh, where they're going to go from here. Now, one of the things that we think so, so you know where are the opportunities and and I, I think what you want to do is you want to sit there and look who can grow going forward if you look at after if, if you look at 1999 it took two years for the tech sector to really bottom out I think that's going to happen a lot quicker I don't think we're quite there yet uh, I, I I I think I think over the next month or so you're going to see a lot of earnings revisions to the downside because. The inflation is really crimping corporate earnings. Higher dollar is crimping corporate earnings. And now, now they've got to kind of somehow come up with a, you know, if, if they're trying to, if, if, if the talk is the economy is slowing, and the Atlanta GDP number is saying it's close to zero growth right now, they're going to start cutting their numbers. They're going to start warning the, 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 the Wall Street has not cut their numbers enough yet on, 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 on stocks. So I think particularly some of these big mega cap stocks still have further to the downside to go. I think they've come down a lot. If you want to put in some now, I think you know I think there's some opportunities, but you have to understand it's still we're not quite through this. Most likely, you know, what we're seeing is we think the big thing right now is is the elections coming up. That's going to be is this going to be a complete repudiation of the Democrats? Quite frankly, I don't even know what you call them. They're just utterly insane agenda they have that just has been catastrophic to the American people. So the Democrats are going to try to do everything they can. They're going to try to force down oil price, gasoline prices. They're going to try to force down inflation. They're going to do whatever they can to do that at this time. So as you get so, – so, so where they want the market start going up is, is – September, October, because that's when the decisions are really going to be hardened on the election in that thing. So, so I, I think with this July, August time frame, I, I still think it's going to be rough. I, I don't think we've seen the bottom. If it's bottomed here, we're going to go down and retest eventually again. But, but that's what we're looking at. I, I think you still want to be cautious and you still want to be in the right sectors. Now, I, 
I think you want to make any moves to the upside. Use that ability to reorder your portfolio and, and continue to reduce risk. And, and I think that that's going to be the strategy going forward uh, in this type of environment. Uh, you know, again, I think one of the things that really kind of jumped out at me looking at things at the end of the week was a couple things. The S&P really has been a, a substantial drop in, in and really, the last couple of days, the commodity drop, the corn, the, the, the wheat, the oil, there's, a, there's some uh, polling being done in Europe that's saying that, you know, 60% of the Europeans are like, look, we just want peace with the Ukraine and Russia. They're getting tired of the, of the inflation over there, the high gas prices, the food shortages. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things, if you really understand this business is, is that the radio business is people are very smart. I mean, they're not. Uh, you know, they, they see what's going on out there. They've got a pretty good idea who's at fault. I mean, if you ask the average person, I, I think you've got them in, in a room and, and sat down and asked the average person, they, they pretty much point the finger at where the problem is. It, 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 and, and so the, the Europeans are under a lot of pressure to solve this problem in, with, with Russia and the Ukraine. The really sad thing is it should have been solved ahead of time. You know, maybe give Russia the Ukraine, uh, uh, the, the Crimea, the Donbass region. In return, Russia gives up some stuff and makes some very strong guarantees that are put in place. And you, you use this as an opportunity to reorder Russia somehow and bring them into the fold with the thinking it's better to ha somehow integrate Russia and, and, and force Russia to change their ways. And maybe you can keep them out of out of China's sphere of influence. Because right now what, what, what Biden has done with, with the sanctions is he's basically has has hardened the the, the, the Chinese Russian alliance and then and then and created a bifurcated world where you've got China, Russia, you've got India, Mexico, all these developing countries versus Europe, uh, the United States, and in, uh, in, 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 in Japan, and in, in, in the developed countries. And, and so I, and I think they're going to use it against us. I, I think it's been poorly played. I, I think it's the worst foreign policy mistake in U.S. history. So, so we'll see how it goes. So they're going to try to possibly get out of it. So, so this is what the, so the thinking is. Watch. I think they're going to try to force commodity prices down. I don't think they're going to go down a whole lot. Fertilizer prices have really gone up. In a, in a normal world, when when the crisis, we lost about 13 percent of the of the food of the protein production in the world from the Ukraine and Russia. Uh, in a normal world, other farmers around the world would increase planting and fertilizer. But what happened is. Ukraine and Russia and Belarus are such big fertilizer exporters that it's caused fertilizer prices to triple. So what normally would have happened isn't happening. So we're going to see food crisis. The saddest thing about this is you read about some of these very poor African countries where, where the, the farmer buys a bag of fertilizer to kind of keep his family going and make a little money, and he can't afford it. He can only buy a quarter of a bag now, and he's going to his family could starve. And so – this has really been a, 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 a catastrophic thing on so many levels. So I think going forward, the one thing we want to watch is what's going to happen with, with interest rates around the world, what's going to happen with some of these currencies. Are, are, is there going to be a crisis blow up somewhere? That's going to be the next thing to happen, and who's in trouble out there? And I think we're going to see some of that starting to happen. The other thing to watch is we said 
Look, I don't think this thing bottoms until Bitcoin bottoms. Bitcoin is continuing to fall. It's now down 70%, 60% year to date. It's at 19,000, which is a complete disaster for particularly young people that really invested in cryptocurrencies. And so, so we're starting to see some blowups there. That's causing blowups elsewhere. And so we want to see in, in, oh, okay, in 08, it was really the currency blowups. It was, it, was, it was the failures of the investment banks. Other things are going to fail. That's going to create your opportunities to make money in this market. They're starting to happen, and they're going to continue to happen. These crises is what lets you go in and, and, and make investments to make really big money for your retirement. But the trick is you have to have the cash. You have to have the short-term bonds and the optionality and the flexibility to, to make those investments. It doesn't do any good if you're in the if the if the S and P five or the Nasdaq and you're down thirty percent, what good does you know you've lost thirty percent? Yeah, well you know yeah you can go somewhere else, but the problem is if you were in cash, you have the thirty percent more. So that's the key again. It's going to be good portfolio management and risk management in this market. This is a risk management world. Everyone in the world is now looking at risk management, and you should too. But that that will give you the opportunities as people panic to make the decisions, but you've got to have your risk management in place to make decisions. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Look, sign up for that free newsletter. We'll be right a lot about this. We'll try to keep you ahead of where things are going in this market, uh, in, in this world, and understand how to protect your retirement, how to save and build up wealth. It's the Max Out Savings Report. It's completely free. And if you need some help with your retirement, go there and you can request an appointment with me. Anyway, until then, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I hope everyone has a great weekend and a wonderful Father's Day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.